1: feel like we can
2: run the table. are to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRike Sports and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. It is Thursday, which means we're going to go through the scouting report. For the winless, the 0-12 Cleveland Browns. Before we get to that, uh, there's some injury news uh, and some just general news that I think we have to go over. Uh, before we get there, Kevin King, the rookie corner, the Green Bay Packers' top pick, was placed on IR, so his season is over. And it, at this point, I think it's not the appropriate time to do a, a sort of you know morning after analysis of his season. There'll be time for that in the off season, and and once the actual um, full season has come to a close, and we can reflect on on Kevin King's season and do the do the post mortem on his rookie season. But I uh, we went through how Dom Capers was going to handle this. We talked about it earlier in the week, and I can't imagine there were too many other shows that that prepped you for this moment. I did my best to do that. Morgan Burnett is going to play in the slot. And I think that that is that is going to be the best option moving forward for Green Bay. I think that's how Dom Capers is going to handle it. Demarius Randall is going to play outside. Devon House is going to play outside. Morgan Burnett's going to play inside. When they have to go to some different kinds of of formations deeper down the line, I think um, that's when you'll see Josh Hawkins. Maybe um, I think there's a good chance at some point we'll see Lindsey Pipkins just because of injuries. Devon House did not practice on on Wednesday, so. His situation is is unclear. He's got a shoulder injury. He did not come out of the game with that injury, or at least he, he went back in. So that could just be a rest measure. Um, the same is true for uh, Nick Perry, who is apparently listed. He's listed on the injury report with multiple injuries, a foot and a shoulder. But he played against the Buccaneers. The only player who is still out from that Buccaneers game is Jake Ryan, who came out and stayed out. Um, he's listed as, as a neck injury and an illness, so we don't really know what the status is with these injury guys at this point. By the time you listen to this, maybe there'll be more clarity. There's going to be practice today, so we'll have more information on whether this is precautionary for some of these guys. The good news is Kenny Clark practiced in full. That ankle injury, if it's not fully healed, it's at the very least not um, giving him trouble at this point. And considering he was a monster against Tampa Bay and they're going to need him against Cleveland, uh, that's a really good sign for Green Bay's defense. The other thing is Aaron Rodgers practiced. And it was the first time that the media was able to watch him. Apparently he looked great. Even the players on the team, I think it, it seems have been surprised with how good he's looked. It seems as though if you didn't know he was hurt, if you didn't know, that he had broken his collarbone six weeks ago, you you just you wouldn't be able to tell at all. So that seemed to suggest he's on track. Ian Rappaport reported this week that Rodgers is not ahead of schedule. He's on schedule, which, you know, that's why there was some of that, the hysteria with the Clay Matthews comments that, that I think were really just he was half joking about that, that Rodgers just looks really good. Not that the Packers really shouldn't have not put him on IR. He is still not medically cleared. And so, you know, a one-week difference not going to make that big a change for Green Bay at this point. Now, they need to win this game. And that's there's just no two ways about it. And Pete Doherty, who was, who was in on Tuesday for Expert Tuesday, wrote about it for the Green Bay Press-Gazette that basically, if you don't win this game, it is not just your season, but it is opening you up for ridicule, for hysteria. I mean, I think... I think if, if they lose this game and you ruin the excitement and the drama that's been building to this moment to get Aaron Rodgers back, I think the calls for, for McCarthy and Thompson's jobs will be the loudest they've been, maybe maybe in in their respective tenures because it will be so embarrassing. The Browns are, if they're not the worst team in football, they're one of the three worst teams in football, and I tweeted it out yesterday. We'll get to it, but they are the worst situational team in the league. So Green Bay should win. Josh Gordon coming back should not be such a big difference that Green Bay can't win in Cleveland on Sunday. Before we dig into the scouting report, I want to remind you about our pro football focus edge giveaway, put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a pro football focus edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value that gets you access to NFL draft coverage Pro Football Focus profiles, fantasy projections, player grades, snap counts, position ranks, all sorts of data that is normally behind the paywall but will be free for you to access. And all you have to do to get it is win our contest by putting your name and your Twitter handle in a review of the podcast on iTunes. It is that easy.
1: and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league.
0: Here, Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
2: All right, let's start with the Cleveland Browns defense because that is the better side of the ball for them. In fact... Though they are one of the three or four worst teams in football, their defense is actually pretty good. They're the number 13 defense by weighted DVOA, which means based on their schedule and the teams that they have played compared to the success that other teams have had that they've played, that's what weighted DVOA is. I try and explain this because I know I say it a lot, but not everyone is familiar with football outsiders. Not everyone understands what DVOA is. It is a schedule-adjusted metric which is why it's so great. They are the number one defense against the run. So for a team like the Packers, who needs to run the ball to be successful, that's going to be a challenge this week. But they are the 26th ranked team against the pass. Now that did not help Green Bay against Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is a very bad passing defense and they couldn't throw the ball against Tampa Bay. So this is going to be an interesting matchup here for for Green Bay, especially because Cleveland has more talent in terms of their pass rush, than Tampa Bay did. Miles Garrett, the rookie, he has been excellent in short bursts. He has, at times, been unblockable. Danny Shelton is a force in the middle at defensive tackle. Larry Ogunjobi is another uh, rookie with Caleb Brantley. Those two guys, they've created a lot of chaos with their front four. Now, the linebackers aren't very good. Joe Schilbert, the former Wisconsin badger in the middle, is is solid, but James Burgess and Christian Kirksey on the outside are just are just well below average players. Now, Jason McCourty, who they signed in free agency, he's been outstanding. Uh, he's, he's had a resurgence in Cleveland. And on the other side, they just don't have a lot. Jamar Taylor, Brian Body, Calhoun. Uh, it's not been pretty. In fact. They are the worst defense in football defending the right side of the field. so, And they are 30th defending number one receivers. So I expect to see a lot of Devontae Adams on the right and a lot of matchups with corners that he should be able to beat consistently. They're also the worst team in football, as I said, defending tight ends. I don't know what that means for Green Bay. They have not been able to get their tight ends involved at any sort of level at all this season. And I, I thought that was going to be a big part of the game plan for Brett Hundley because tight ends can be so helpful to young quarterbacks. But Lance Kendricks just might not be as good as I thought he was. Richard Rodgers is just is who he is. Um, but the good news for the Packers in terms of the questions about can they pass the ball is this is the 20th team in in adjusted sack rate. So they do not create a ton of pressure. Now part of that is because Miles Garrett has been hurt so much. But they also don't create turnovers. They're 29th in turnovers per drive, 28th in interceptions per drive. So you expect that the the Hundley throws that don't find his receiver's hands, at the very least, are not going to find the hands of Cleveland Browns. The Browns, with, with Greg Williams at defensive coordinator, is very much like Dom Capers in that he likes to line up his safeties deep. This is a very much a no-big-plays defense, and it works about as well for Cleveland as it does for Green Bay. Jabril Peppers, the rookie, is just he's been fine doing some things and has been terrible doing most others because he's playing 30 yards from the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's just that's just not gonna work out for you. So the safeties, the safeties can be taken advantage of as well. Situationally is where this team really struggles. I mentioned it earlier. They are the worst situational team in football. Look, they've got it they've got it an above average defense overall. 13th is is a good defense. They are 32nd in red zone points allowed. 31st in red zone touchdown percentage. That's really bad. They're middle of the pack in third down conversion percentage, 16th, so they're they're dead square in the middle. Brett Hundley has faced Some very good third-down defenses. Baltimore, one of the best in the league. Detroit, one of the best in the league. Carolina, one of the best in the league, who who they'll see next week. New Orleans, right ahead of Cleveland. So in the red zone, if the Packers can, can create and get inside the red zone, this defense is not disciplined enough to stop them from scoring. And Green Bay is, even with Brett Hundley, one of the best red zone offenses in the league. And so they're going to need to find ways to create big plays. Luckily, they have both of their running backs for this game, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But this is going to have to be a Devontae Adams game. He's just going to have to say, put the offense on my back and let's go. Brett Hundley, anytime you look at me, don't worry about it. Just throw it. Hundley's performances this season have, have peaked and vallied. He is due for a peak because he vallied last week. No question about it. He has to play well enough. He has to be the best quarterback on the field, which is not that difficult because Deshaun Kaiser is the other one. But this defense, for as bad as Cleveland is generally and, you know, 0-12, the defense has some talent on it, especially in the front four. And like I said, Jason McCordy has played very, very well. This cannot be a repeat of the Baltimore game where Brett decides to start throwing it to the wrong team. Now, luckily, that is not a thing that Cleveland does particularly well. But he also can't be worried about it. This this cannot be a hold the ball game because Cleveland, Miles Garrett's coming. Larry Ogunjobi is coming. That's something they need to be aware of. So the screen game has to be working. The short game has to be working. And they have to find those seams. What did John Gruden call it? The turkey hole? They have to be able to hit those shots because Greg Williams is going to play those safeties deep. He's not going to get beat over the top, so there should be places middle of the field or on the sidelines where Brett Hundley really excels. Those shots are going to be there. He has to he has to play well. They're not going to they're not going to throw for 87 yards or 90 yards and win, unless unless Deshaun Kaiser just completely melts down, which is possible. You've heard before on the show about draft, the fantasy football game where you get to play in a real live snake draft instead of the salary cap leagues where, in fact, your chances of winning are significantly higher? Well, with Locked On Packers and with the Locked On Podcast Network, we're running a promo where you can enter. We're going to do a Locked On Packers draft. You come in. If all the spots fill up, we'll do another one. And you can use the promo code LONFL to play a money game for free just by using that promo code when you make a deposit. And listeners, With the promo code, get a money-back guarantee up to $100. So just search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and play for free right now with the promo code LONFL. This is something we're going to try and do on a regular basis. I want to engage my listeners and have a little fun doing it and hopefully win some money as well. All right, the Cleveland Browns offense. It's not great. Last in points per drive. Most turnovers per possession. Most interceptions per possession. 32nd in touchdowns per red zone trip. 30th in points per red zone trip. They're the worst third down offense in football. They're terrible. This is a terrible offense. I understand the Packer fans are going to say, well, Dom Capers, he makes every offense who was bad look good against him. Relax. Okay? The defense played well last week. Seven sacks fumble touchdown they played well and they actually played pretty well against Pittsburgh Ben Roethlisberger was dealing they played well against Baltimore that was the offensive failures you don't get shut out and blame the defense the defense has has quietly been coalescing if Nick Perry is going to play Clay Matthews not even on the injury report if Devon House is going to play Green Bay should get turnovers in this game they should be able to get sacks in this game and one of the reasons is Joe Thomas who had set a record for most consecutive snaps played, is hurt. He's gone for the year, which means Spencer Drango has to be be playing left tackle. He's not very good. In fact, he's, he's very bad. And injuries have also forced Sean Coleman into the action at right tackle, so the edges are vulnerable. Clay Matthews, Ahmad Brooks, who was limited on Wednesday, and Nick Perry, They need to be able to get after the quarterback because the interior of this offensive line is solid. J.C. Tretter, who Packer fans will recognize, is the starting center. Kevin Zeitler, the former Badger, is the starting right guard. Joel Batonio is the starting left guard. That interior is very good. One of the top interior offensive lines in the league, but they're facing arguably the best interior defensive line in the league. The Mike Daniels-Kenny Clark combo is outstanding, and Dean Lowry was the defensive player of the week last week. So this is a front seven that can get after the Browns. And they're going to have to because the receivers with Josh Gordon back in the lineup, they have some talent there. Josh Gordon got after Casey Hayward, who's playing well. I know Packer fans don't want to hear that, but it's true. Four catches, 85 yards, they targeted him 11 times. Now, Corey Coleman had no targets. But th- th- those combina- that combination, those two, very similar to the Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson combination. So I expect we'll see Devon House on on Gordon, and we'll see Randall on Coleman. Now, they also have two tight ends. They like to play a lot of two tight end sets. They like to do some heavy stuff. They like to go full house backfield. But they have David Njoku, who's a rookie from Miami, who's playing really, really well. He is explosive. I expect to see a lot of Josh Jones in coverage there. This is not the kind of game where they have to play two deep safeties. So I don't think we're gonna to have to see a lot of Jermaine Whitehead in this game. I think the idea will be they're gonna play the the suggested defense that I had earlier in the week. If Jake Ryan can go, and I think even if he can, I think you'll see a lot of Joe Thomas. I think you'll see I think you'll see if um if Nick Perry and Ahmad Brooks are healthy, I think you'll see some situations where Green Bay goes with a front that's Perry, Daniels, Clark, Brooks, and then off the ball. You'll see Matthews and Martinez. Or perhaps even Perry, Daniels, Clark, Lowry with Martinez and Matthews off the ball. They'll they'll have some interesting things to do here because beyond that, Cleveland doesn't have much of anything in the way of receivers. They brought in Kenny Britt to be something, he's nothing. They drafted Ricardo Lewis and Rashard Higgins to be something, they're mostly nothing. They bring in Sammy Coates from Pittsburgh he's mostly nothing. Now, Isaiah Crowell, the running back, is is a very solid power back who can create chunk plays. Duke Johnson is the shiftier running back who can be used in, in passing situations but can also run between the tackles, can also run on the edges. The issue is Deshaun Kaiser. He's been terrible. I mean, he has been the worst preferred starter in football over the course of the season. And he's a rookie, so it's not that surprising, but... Green Bay has to make him pay. They have to make him uncomfortable. They have to contain his running because he can use his legs to beat you. But he can't. He, Green Bay just can't let Deshaun Kaiser sit back and make throws. Now, he is one of the five worst QBs in football with a clean pocket. So even if you don't pressure him, he's going to make bad throws. He's just an inaccurate thrower. It was his MO at Notre Dame. He has issues with ball placement. That's just life. That's just who he is at this point in his development. And that may be all he ever is. He's a second-round pick. Not a first-round pick, I think, for a reason. Although I liked him coming out. He has arm talent. He can spin it. What Green Bay can't do is they can't go in and and they can't give the Cleveland Browns extra possessions. They can't turn the ball over. And they can't give this team life. Now, they'll fight. They'll keep playing. But what you don't want with a young team who's lost a lot of games is you don't want them to go up 10-0 early you'd much rather them and that I mean this is you know one of those like truism things but it's particularly important in a game like this because if you go up 10 nothing game might just be over now if they go up 10 nothing that builds a lot of momentum for them they're young they don't know any better maybe they just play downhill and all of a sudden they're playing better than they would otherwise they're playing better than they would if it were 7-7 that seems somewhat obvious i know you don't want to be losing hey here's my advice guys don't be losing but the good news is it doesn't happen very much. The Browns are, are usually losing. Their average lead is negative 6.15, which is another way of saying the average margin in a game is they're losing by almost a touchdown. And the next closest, Denver and San Francisco are tied, and their numbers are lower than five. So the Browns are not just the worst team. They're the worst team by a lot in terms of how bad they're being beaten. Now, they did cover against San Diego. San Diego didn't play particularly well in that game in the red zone. They had a lot of yards and just couldn't, couldn't put it in the end zone. The defense is getting better, and so that's obviously not ideal for Green Bay. This, this may have to be one of those games that they, they just win 17-10, 14-10, 13-10. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game because I don't, I don't expect the Browns to be able to do much against this defense, especially if Nick Perry and Devon House are healthy. But at the same time, I think Green Bay is going to struggle to run the ball effectively. And I think they're going to have to create some plays down the field. Now, the last really good defense they played, they played well against. That was the Steelers. Now, they lost that game, but Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown don't play for Cleveland last time I checked. So, that's where we are. Cleveland is not very good. I don't know how good Green Bay is with Brett Hundley at quarterback. I think the answer is, is not great, but they've, look, they've won games which is more than you can say for the Cleveland Browns. They've won two games with Brett Hundley. If they win three, they'll be in a position to make the playoffs. That's all they have to worry about, win this game. The players, everyone on the team seems to think Rodgers is coming back next week. They're talking about when, not if. Well, there's only a when, if they win this week. So take care of business, get your all-world quarterback back, and let's do this. Let's go. Let's party. Let's get weird. Three games after that. It's a three-game stretch. Just got to win three games with Aaron Rodgers. That seems doable, but you got to get this one first. We'll be back tomorrow to deal with the injury report. Get closer to an understanding. That'll that'll have us with Thursday and Friday. Remember, the Packers don't practice on Friday, but they give a projected injury report on who would be practicing, and and that's usually the one that's used to determine who's going to play and who's not. So we'll dig into that so we'll know a lot more when we do this show on Friday, when you listen to that, whenever that is, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning before the game, whenever that is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you stay Locked On Packers.